Hey everybody, this is Matthew Soltisiak and you're listening to Not The Same Old Lions Podcast. Using my sports casting background, I speak with a variety of guests and interview key players to gain more insight on what makes this team go. As the Detroit Lions enter a new gritty era, we'll look beyond just the kneecaps when it comes to the analysis. Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to discuss three spots we haven't spoken much or heard much about since free agency started. Those are the quarterback position, the wide receiver, and the tight end. Let's start with QB1. That's all we really have right now, though, right? One QB on the roster. That's Jared Goff. Now, I briefly mentioned in my first week recap of free agency that we really need a backup quarterback on the roster. And yes, we are eventually going to get one, but preferably we would like one better than what we've had since, I don't know, maybe Matt Castle in 2018 or Sean Hill in 2013. I mean, those are really the last real capable backup quarterbacks we've had that have given us some hope or potential when they've come into play for an injured quarterback. So let let me just say this again. We really need a backup quarterback. And we will have one, but we really want one that's serviceable or more than serviceable. And really, this has been a problem for a while. We had a problem like this with Matthew Stafford as our starter for a while. Now, if you remember, he rarely went down. And when he did go down, though, we rarely felt that we had somebody capable behind him of winning a game. Again, Matt Castle, Sean Hill, those were the last two guys, possibly the only two guys we felt capable of as a backup quarterback. And the last two years with Jared Goff, it hasn't really been any different. It's different leadership, but more of the same at the position. Now, that being said, I am going to say the circumstances are different. At least they were those first two years. I didn't fault them for a variety of reasons. We were rebuilding big time in year one, and we were figuring out what we even had as a team. But now we are competitive, and we need someone with potential or capability behind Jared Goff. Now, the team that is getting assembled is one with more potential than we have seen in a very long time around these parts. And other teams have made this mistake and suffered for it, not having a great backup quarterback. Their starter goes down and their season goes into flux. Heck, look at the San Francisco 49ers this past year. They had three different guys last year and all three went out. Now, the options have dwindled on the free agent market. Teddy Bridgewater is one of the few left out there that probably has the most talent along with the youth. And he may or may not be the right fit. I'm not sure, but he's a free agent out there. You've got the veteran Matt Ryan, who isn't what he was three to five years ago, but he is a player with a wealth of knowledge, and he he could serve as a veteran backup to Jared Goff and maybe add some expertise in the quarterback room and be someone that if you needed them to step in, you would say, well, hey, the guy knows what he's doing. At least you've seen him play, and he still has a little something left as a backup. Another possibility is Carson Wentz, the number two overall pick right behind Jared Goff. Not sure if he's the right fit either. He's been a starter for three different teams in the last three years, I believe. Each of them have pluses and minuses. And then, well, then there's the guy that a lot of people don't like to talk about. That's Mason Rudolph. And I'm kind of hoping he's not the answer. I mean, talent-wise, no. There's not a really big question there. I think he's okay talent-wise. But culture fit-wise, well, that's the question. And I brought this up before with his on-the-field altercation and just not quite sure if he is the right culture fit for the team. Talent-wise, he's very serviceable as a backup quarterback. 
After him, you've got guys like Joe Flacco, Trevor Simeon, Brian Hoyer, and, and that's about all that's left out there. Now, I didn't really explore the idea of trading for somebody else's backup or signing somebody who is like a restricted free agent to a lower deal. Those options are still out there, and that could still happen. But make no mistake, if the Lions are serious about winning the North, having a home playoff game, and want to realize their potential, you need to have a backup quarterback with some capabilities. And as nervous as I'm getting, Brad Holmes already publicly acknowledged that they realized they made a mistake last year and waiting so late. So with him acknowledging it, we know it's on the forefront of his mind. And of course, he's made so many brilliant moves that who are we to question what he's doing right now? But we're getting a little nervous, Brad. So if you just kind of reel that in soon, make us feel a lot better. So let's go to those people who are going to be catching passes from Jared Goff or whoever the backup might be. Starting with tight end. Now, a while back, my opinion was that the Lions would just keep the three tight ends that we have and ride that out. No need to add or improve as those three guys, Wright, Zylstra, and Mitchell, all seemed adequate and quite productive. But upon further consideration, I've come to some other conclusions here. One, first off, I do not think the Lions are going to add a tight end in free agency. I still kind of stay that way. Part of the reason is they traded TJ Hawkinson because they didn't want to pay that next level contract right now, at least not for what he was bringing or what they were building around him. And so I don't really see them grabbing someone who's below Hawkinson's level and paying that person a good chunk more than what they're paying to Wright, Zylstra, or Mitchell right now. Now, also, I heard a lot of people originally talking about the Lions drafting a tight end, and I was definitely against this when I thought, why would we do this? But the more I've dived into it, the more I think about it, the more it kind of starts to make sense. Now, now hold on a second here before you, you bring up those three first-round picks we spent on tight ends in my lifetime. And, and I'm not suggesting a first-round pick, maybe a second or a third-round pick here. And hear me out on this. This draft is supposed to be quite deep at tight end talent. And for that reason, it might make sense to get a high-quality player at a value draft spot. Because, well, we talk about this team not taking steps backwards. Talked about that in a previous episode. Well, with TJ Hawkinson gone and with the wide receiver room not completely settled, there is still some room for regression if the Lions don't add to one of these positions. So I think we draft somebody at tight end somewhere. Then let's head over to the wide receiver position. DJ Shark. He is a guy that I did not think we really had a great chance of bringing back because of all the other holes we needed to fill on our team. But after seeing all the moves we have made and the fact that Shark has not put pen to paper yet anywhere, it still remains possible. Now, this would be a coup for the Lions, a huge steal. Yes, we have Amon Ross St. Brown. We have Jamison Williams, plus Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, and Quentin Cephas. But we don't know if Cephas is going to be healthy, and, and he's, he's more of a depth piece right now. But once he is healthy, we don't know what his talent level is. He could be a nice surprise, and he could be very talented. But we haven't seen him yet. We have not seen that production yet. So, so that le- leaves us guessing right there. And Jamison Williams has very high expectations, right? We all think he's going to be great, but we have to remember he has exactly one reception in his entire NFL career. Now, I, you, everybody listening, we hope he blows the top off next season. 
But we've also seen some wide receivers in Detroit not quite make it so well. Some first round draft picks, some second round draft picks. So we just need to be prudent and make sure that there is depth in this room, even at the top level. Shark would be a perfect fit, and he would make us even scarier to opposing teams, right? Because after him, the options to bring in another free agent, they, they start to dwindle pretty quickly. McCall Hardman, he was he was the other guy I was thinking about, but he just signed with the Jets. So, boy, they've upgraded their receiving core. So what else is out there? Well, you've got Kenny Galladay out there, and that's a name we know, but honestly, it seems like he's more of a fit for the L.A. Rams than a return to Motown at this point. Robbie Anderson's out there and you know but he too he would be more of a number three or four person on this team where Chark he comes in as a top two receiver in this room at least starting the season ultimately if the Lions don't get Chark or they don't grab a veteran I could see them drafting a wide receiver in the mid to late rounds but I think their preferred move would be to run it back with Chark on a one-year deal and then wait to draft a rookie wide receiver next year that, that's kind of my take or my perception right now on that. It's going to be fun to watch how all of this plays out. And once the dust settles on free agency, the draft prep will be ramping up. Also, I do expect some moves to be made after the draft as well. Some releases and or trades based on what some teams get and or don't get in the draft. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, folks. Please subscribe to Not The Same Old Lions podcast to get alerts about new episodes. Also, follow the show on Twitter at Matt Soltisiak. And until next time, stay gritty, my friends. (laughs) 